What's up, Renaissance family? It's Jordan. All right, so the next time that I get a chance to do a benediction, which is probably going to be a very long time, I think I'm just going to read one verse, which has really been uh, very meaningful to me. It's Isaiah 40 and 8. It says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. And a lot has changed in this past year. A lot will continue to change in these coming years. But one thing that we are reminded in Scripture will never change is God's word. And it's going to stand forever. So I wanted our year to end with final blessings and final thoughts, looking at scriptures that our communicators have gone to for hope, for strength, for guidance to be their solid rock. So Lester, what's been one thing that the Lord has taught you this year? I think uh, there have been a bunch of things, but definitely one of them has been just to keep a consistent um, rhythm of prayer, understanding by praying, I, I realize my limitations and also freedom. Like I realize I don't have to, I'm not responsible for everyone else's well-being. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a limit to what I can do. And I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed thinking about, well, if, so for Mark 9, there's a, there's a passage where a man brings his like possessed, demon-possessed son to, to Jesus. And basically he said, your disciples couldn't do it. So can you do it? And Jesus says, well, not, anything is possible with God if you believe. And at the end of it, the, the disciples asked, well, why couldn't we do it? And then Jesus answered, well, some things can only be driven out by prayer. Mm. And so there is, I think, a mistake I've made in the past of thinking like, well, if I can't do it, then let me just like, either I'll try and do it mm. and it won't work, or I'll just not do it because it's like, it's beyond me. So I'll just give up. Um, and I think, I think we can make the mistake, and I made the mistake of thinking that if I can't do it, then let me just give up or I'm just going to try to try to just buy my own power, my own resource, do everything I can to get things done. And but sometimes it's not a matter of doing. Sometimes it's a matter of kind of just doing in terms of an activity wise. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's just about praying. And I think we I've undervalued the power of prayer. And I've seen that, especially the last like year and a half. So of just having a consistent level of prayer, rhythm of prayer that. One is I've been able to have, you know, a greater level of accountability and connection with people mm. just because I can ask people like, hey, you shared that prayer request. So like what's going on now? Mm. As opposed to in the past, I would mm -hmm. someone would share a prayer request and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll pray for that. And I would totally <laughs> forget about mm -hmm. it. And then next thing I know, it's I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But now I have uh, real things to ask people and real things to pray for them mm. as opposed to knowing as a Christian, I should pray but not really know what's praying, what I should be praying about. Yeah. So it would be kind of really general, really superficial. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think just a, just being able to see how God can work through prayer. So mm -hmm. I think we undervalue the power of prayer. So I think we we will we'll approach like our life, our ministry, our calling, even as a disciple and saying, well, if it's too big for me, then I, I can't see how I'm going to do it without understanding that sometimes what God wants to do is then just pray. Right. And have him like speak into us and have us watch him do the work. So um, that's an important thing I've learned about just surrendering it and kind of having the privilege to see the Holy Spirit working people's lives, doing things that are not possible by me or anyone else, but definitely how God can transform lives. Wow. In so many ways, sometimes the communication that we hear from people is like, well, you can't do anything. Just just pray. Almost like it's an afterthought. It's a throw in like, ah, we, 
I, re- I need help, but you probably can't do anything. So just, just pray as if it's like this afterthought. It's the secondary thing to do. And Jesus made it a primary thing to do that prayer sometimes really is, is the work. So mm-hmm. what, what do you want our Renaissance family to do with this, with that verse in Mark 9? I think with our Renaissance family, I think what I would love us to do is, uh, one, just start somewhere mm-hmm. praying. Like pray for the people that are close to you. Um, I think it's hard. Like we don't want to pray because we, it just starts off really big. Like pray for like, and hunger. And then it's like, and then in the back of our minds, we don't believe it's going to happen. Um, but pray for the people you care about. Pray for the people that are in front of you. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, just keep committing it. You know, I think we know that the only one who can bring dead people to life is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so but we waste so much time trying to bring dead people to life or transform our lives or other people's lives by our own power, our own efforts. And I don't mind to discount it. I think we should do those things. But I think the first work is to kind of just follow. Let the Holy Spirit do it and we can follow behind him as opposed to the other way around where we're doing it and then asking the Holy Spirit to bless it afterwards. I don't think that's the right order. I think we pray first, ask the Holy Spirit and God to show up in someone's life and then pray for opportunities to be there and be kind of be a part of it. Not have God sprinkle it on afterwards and say, well, I did it. It didn't work out when it was always us trying to do it by our own power. So I think it's just a matter of just surrendering and trusting and believing that that it's not it's not a wasted thing or a waste of time. But if God is not changing that person, God is definitely changing me, at least. Mm-hmm. That's great. Jessica, what's been the, the one thing the Lord has been teaching you this year? Man, I think above anything else, one of the biggest things that I've learned this year is that consistency more than anything is the key to growth and you know we have small children at home a three-year-old a six-year-old and anyone with small kids knows that a lot of parenting children at that age is about just pure repetition and a lot of routine and a lot of mundane (laughs) activity Um, and when I look at our two kids who are both at these really pivotal stages of development, we've had to do a lot of things like make sure you're brushing your teeth, make sure you're saying please and thank you, make sure you're tying your shoes in this way, uh, make sure you're doing your school homework. And in the drudgery of those things day to day, there were many moments where it was extremely hard and extremely trying. And there were many times where I felt like, does any of this matter? Is it making a difference? And so I think it's beautiful to come to the end of this year now and look back and to see it so clearly in my children that all of those mundane moments of showing up and sticking to a routine and doing the things has really made a huge difference in who they are as individuals. Like I think about our six-year-old who started with phonics And, you know, just A is for apple and B is for bat and ball to where he is now. And he's reading. Mm -hmm. And there were so many moments of just let's go over the phonics one more time. Let's do it again. And none of it was exciting. Many of it was many of the moments were frustrating. There was a lot of back and forth and fighting and tears. You were there, you know. 
but now that we are on the end of this year and seeing that development, man, it's just such a beautiful testament to how when you stay at it and stay in it, that you don't feel it in the moment, but you will get to this point where you're able to lift your head up and look back and see progress. Mm -hmm. I think about my DNA group even, and there are many meetings with that group of women where nothing spectacular happens. We sit, we share our lives, our highs and our lows. Maybe we go six meetings, six weeks of meeting, and then there's this incredible moment Mm -hmm. where we're all shedding tears, where something is clicking, where something is amazing. And so it reminds me of the scripture in Galatians 6, 9 that says, let us not get tired of doing good for we will reap at the proper time Mm. if we don't give up. Mm. If we don't give up. If we don't give up. And I'm so grateful for the moments in this year, in 2021, that have shown me the truth of that scripture, that if we continue to do good, even though it doesn't feel great all the time, even though it doesn't feel spectacular, we will reap, we will reap something really good. Mm. What do you hope the people of Renaissance do with that verse? Man, well, I think as we're heading into a new year, I know that so many people in our community have goals for their spiritual life, have goals for the emotional work they want to do, uh, maybe for their physical health, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I just pray that we would be people who do not give up, that we stick to the mundane, the regular, Mm -hmm. but we do it consistently. Um, And there'll be days when we fall off, There'll be days when we don't do it perfectly. So it's not about even being consistent perfectly, but it is just about faithfully showing up. When you skip a day in your reading plan, tomorrow's a new day Mm. to pick the Bible back up and start again. And if we are consistent, if we show up, I truly believe we will get to see the fruit of that uh, one day uh, in the Lord's timing. That's a good word. Let us not get tired of doing good for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. It's a good word. Brandon, what's the Lord been teaching you this year? I would say my need for the church. I think, especially for me, being more introverted, I would say, um, it's easy for me to all invites I get to just be like, I'm not coming. The pandemic, it made it easy. The pandemic, as the pandemic rages on, introverted natured people like me, um, <laughs> definitely have an easier time just not coming and stuff and not being involved mm-hmm. in things and really questioning like what is what am I actually getting out of these things that I go to is it worth it going there's an extra cost now right mm-hmm. and I know that that's definitely been true for me but um, as I think about like the gathering of the church like it's an ultimate thing and it's a forever thing and first Peter 2 starting in verse 4 says as you come to him a living stone rejected by men But in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And we think about this, that like um, we are built up right as as we are the church or the, the people of God together, like worshiping God. And we're built up so that we would go out, right? Like so that we would be a, a priesthood, that we would actually bless the community, like Renaissance Church does uh, individually and, and collectively. But it doesn't stop there. It's, it, it answers the question: Well, why do you go out? It says to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. So, 
So we actually go out so that we may actually come back in to the church um, and to worship together and, and to be found like fully, truthfully worshiping God. And we see that the church is an ultimate end. Um, the people of God gathered, whether introverted or not, and like for me, is something that's extremely important, eternally important that we need to be focusing on. So like the church doesn't just like exist to, to serve some other end. Um, the, the church doesn't just exist to serve some other like greater purpose or cause, but the church exists because it is in and of itself what God intends to do for us. Um, and we think about Ephesians 3.21 as well, which says, To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Like the church is forever. The church is, is forever. It's eternal. The, the parachurch organizations may fade. The, the corporation may fade one day, may go away. Other things will be outlasted, but the church and Jesus Christ together forever will not. And isn't that what God did for us in Jesus? And Jesus coming here that we're celebrating in Christmas, like Jesus came to secure people forever, to secure a church for himself forever. And so I just think about these things that like, that the the church is more than just, something that that I look to for like personal fulfillment. It is what God is doing for me and in me and through me. And um, he calls us to gather together. And I think that's just really been hitting home, especially again, as a pandemic isolates me, just realizing my need for the church. That's dope. Growing up at a shallow Baptist church, we would always have a theme for the year. So it could be, this is the year of favor, or this is the year of whatever. And I don't have a theme for 2022 for us at the church. And I didn't put Brandon and Lester and Jessica up to to do anything. But as they were talking today, I I was thinking about what would it look like in 2022 if our church was super committed to prayer? Like not as like a last option, there's nothing else you can do, but like if we were just seeing prayer as something that the Lord was inviting us into, to really invite the Holy Spirit into our lives in real meaningful ways. Mm-hmm. And that we wouldn't just do it in January when we had all this energy and, <laughs> and vitality, but we would be consistent that in February, March, April, and May, even if we miss a day or a week, that prayer would be something that we were constantly doing, trusting that we would reap a harvest. And when you think about a harvest, the farmer plants a seed and he or she hides it in the ground and they don't see it again for months but they are trusting that there's a process happening under the soil. There's this organic process happening in that fruit and growth is going to happen and trusting that the Lord is going to bring a harvest in our lives, spiritually, physically, emotionally, uh, if we are consistent, if we do not give up and that we wouldn't just do it by ourselves in our closets, by ourselves in our apartments, but we would do it together as a church. I'm so grateful for the big C church that exists in the, in the world, but I'm also super grateful for Renaissance and the connectedness and the dependability that we have on each other's lives and the interconnected way that we are meant to grow together. So man, what what would that look like if 2022 was marked by prayer, by consistency in scripture and and certainly in in prayer, and we did it together? I think that would just be an amazing, amazing year. So man, I am extremely grateful for Renaissance and for all that 2021 has, has meant for us. It's been an exciting year. There's been some lows and there's certainly been a lot of highs as well. There's been tears of laughter and tears of sadness, 
and everything in between. And one of the things that I've been incredibly grateful for is that through the highs and the lows, we've been we've been together and we've lost people. People have moved and all the different things. And so many new people have come. There's so many new faces. And my heart is that as a church, we will continue to move together. Now, we have some really exciting things planned for 2022. That's going to require a couple of things. Number one, it's going to require your involvement, your commitment, not just once a, you know once every now and then, but your consistent involvement and also your generosity to see Renaissance deeply, deeply rooted in Harlem, uh, not just for 2022, but for years to come. So we would invite you to make a year-end gift for your generosity, but much more importantly than that, to see yourself rooted and established here in Renaissance for all the things to come this next year and hopefully many more years to come after that. So let me pray for us. Uh, God, our Father, I'm grateful for the the charges from scripture that we've been able to listen to, to hear. God, a call to prayer, a call to remember that you are able to do what we could never do. God, a a call to be consistent, trusting that we will never, God, reap all that uh, you have for us if we give up and to continue to do the things that you call us to do, even when we don't see anything in front of us, trusting that you are bringing a harvest our way, um, a spiritual harvest uh, our way, Lord. And uh, I pray that we would do it together, that 2022 would mark a year that we are more together than we have ever been. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen.